0: He'd been assigned to work with Monkey Wrench, Grace's computer software company, and the Minneapolis PD on a series of Internet murders. They hadn't bonded in any serious way, even defining each other as friends would have been a stretch at that point. And yet, when John had asked her out of the blue to go sailing with him in the Caribbean, Grace had said yes. To this day, she didn't fully understand why she had done that. The way he'd delivered the invitation hadn't even been particularly persuasive. "'I have a boat. When I get back to D.C., I'm going to get on the boat and just sail away. You want to come along?' It had been a ridiculous question. What kind of person would walk away from her life and sail off with someone she barely knows? And yet, the moment he asked it, one of the very few happy moments she'd had in an otherwise frightening childhood— popped into her mind, the night when a weary, distant foster mother had relented long enough to read a bedtime story to her. The owl and the pussy cat went to sea in a beautiful pea-green boat. They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows. To an unhappy child, the image of sailing away from her life had been magical. Maybe it still was, Maybe that was why she'd said yes to John. Sometimes when the waters were gentle and the world was quiet, Grace let herself miss what she had left behind. Not Minneapolis in particular, but certainly her partners in Monkey Ranch. They'd made a fortune in computers, writing educational software, crime-solving programs, and a game that ended up getting a lot of people killed. But that work was salvation for Grace and the surviving three partners who were her family. The great thing about computers was that they were utterly predictable. You entered the correct information and the results were consistent. Two plus two equals four. Always. It never worked that way with people. She missed the certainty of the work. But mostly she missed her partners. Fabulous fashionista Annie Belinsky. Harley Davidson massive, bearded, tattooed, and lamb-gentle, and rail-thin, tender-hearted roadrunner, the living embodiment of the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. Geniuses all. She missed Magatze, too, but she tried not to think of him too often. Tonight the boat was a cradle rocking, gently rocking, and the sailcloth overhead made a sound like sun dried sheets billowing on a Midwestern clothesline. Charlie was snuggled up to her leg in the narrow berth, breathing doggy breath against her skin, snuffling a soft snore that was music in itself. And all these sounds and movements started to put Grace to sleep, as they always did and then she heard the noise that didn't belong. Grace bolted up in bed, her ears straining to the point of numbness. She could hear the gentle baffling of the sails and the rattle of fittings in the breeze, but she could also isolate soft, stealthy footsteps. Too many of them for John Smith, unless he'd grown a few extra legs in the hours since they'd parted company and retired to their sleeping quarters. She and John were no longer the only two occupants on this boat, and Charlie knew it, too, because he rose from his sleep curlicue of canine joy, stuck his nose in the air, and let out a soft growl. Within an instant, Grace's quiet heart rediscovered the blazing sear of an adrenaline push she'd been so happy living without. Now it was business as usual no thoughts in her mind, just instinct and the action of her body as she rose to a crouch and peered out the porthole. It was black out there, as black could only be when you were out at sea, and the scope of her vision was limited by the tiny window. But still she could see there was something out of place in the shadows she'd come to know so well, something that looked like a rope, fastened to the railing with a makeshift knot no sailor worth his salt would ever tie. It hadn't ever been there before, and it shouldn't have been there now. She felt her heart kick in a few extra beats, and the skin on her face start to prickle with heat. God damn it, for three months she'd been safe, unafraid, almost feeling